0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast with the UCLA Radio News Team.
1: Welcome back to this episode of The Weekly. I'm Rutik, and before you do anything else, make sure you follow at UCLA Radio to keep up with our team, memes, and shows. From school to national to U.S. politics, we've got you covered. UCLA isn't the number one public school, it's the supreme public school. Here's Talia with some news that gives our school a lot of clout.
2: In a school overrun by hype beasts, one brand reigns supreme. Supreme is a New York City skatewear brand founded in 1994. It produces limited run clothing items such as shirts, hats, sweatshirts, as well as accessories such as skateboards and sometimes bricks. The items are well known for their distinctive logo – a red box with white Futura font inside that reads simply, Supreme. But this logo was heavily inspired, if not stolen, from American artist Barbara Kruger. Kruger is most well known for her anti-capitalist, anti-corporation art. This art often features 1950s style advertisements covered by anti-consumer culture slogans. In a white Futura font, inside red boxes. At UCLA, it is not uncommon to see students decked out in supreme attire while strolling Bruin Walk, but little do they know the inspiration behind their obsession is a current UCLA professor. Barbara Kruger is a professor of new genres, an artistic medium spanning from collage to video installation at the UCLA School of Arts and Architecture. To explore this interesting dichotomy, we decided to interview known UCLA Supreme wearers in order to gain a better understanding of the hype behind the brand. We first interviewed Oliver, a first-year Global Jazz Studies major, who says he wears Supreme because...
3: It is funny and sometimes looks cool and it's a hilarious flex.
2: Although Oliver did not know the origins of the logo, nor that Kruger is a UCLA professor, When asked whether his opinion on the brand changed after hearing the origins of the Supreme logo, he responded.
3: I mean, yeah, a little bit. I mean, first of all, I think it's funny how it was supposed to be anti-consumeristic and then is now just like a clothing company. And also, yeah, it's, it's not cool to steal smaller artists' work and not give them credit for it and make tons of money off that. So, yeah.
2: Our next interviewee, Eli like Oliver, had never heard about the controversiality behind Supreme's logo and was unaware of Kruger's affiliation with UCLA. But when asked his opinion on Supreme, his answer differed drastically from Oliver's.
3: The brand as a whole is somewhat like a parody of... Not that it doesn't, like, pursue actively capitalist and, like, not necessarily necessarily ethical business standards. They are still, their like messaging is still sort of like a parody on capitalist, um, extremism sort of. Um, so like just their logo of Supreme and how that's pretty much on all their stuff and how it's overpriced and resold. And it's like a commentary on capitalist society almost. Um, so I think I don't act like, I don't support the, the taking of, smaller artists' work for profit, but I think in some ways it does make their brand a little more authentic, because they they like subscribe to this super extreme capitalist aesthetic, so sealing a smaller artist's work is not necessarily off-brand for them.
2: Kruger's connection to the brand should not be unknown to these supposed Supreme fans. In 2013, a rival clothing company run by a woman produced a parody of Supreme with the logo Supreme Bitch. Supreme sued the makers of this parody brand for $10 million. In response, Kruger sent a blank email to Supreme with a word attachment attached, labeled Fools.doc. It read, What a ridiculous clusterfuck of totally uncool jokers. I make my work about this kind of sadly foolish farce. I'm waiting for all of them to sue me for copyright infringement. Kruger's badassery in response to Supreme shows some true Bruin values that we think all UCLA students should stand behind.
1: Speaking of Supreme, President Donald Trump said that if anyone tried to impeach him over findings of the Mueller
0: investigation, he would take them to the Supreme Court.
1: Keep listening for Bryson's thought on the Mueller report.
0: I want to go go back to the obstruction note and kind of talk about next steps, because something that I was picking up on was that you know, Mueller doesn't bring criminality and doesn't bring a criminal indictment forward, but does consider certain public acts that Trump behaved in um, as possible obstruction cases and wrote extensively um, how a misuse of power, especially with the directing of Michael Flynn um, and the leniency that he desired on Michael Flynn's behalf. And so I think that you know, the extension of next steps. I think Mueller has an intention for an entity to pick this up. And obviously it was deferral to the, to the attorney general and, you know, really, you know, Mueller's a DOJ guy and really wanted to follow guidelines. And I think there's also an explicit behavior of that. This was supposed to be presented in front of Congress to make this decision as kind of a presidential check Um, as a constitutional check. And so I think that, like, there's pretty explicit language, to me at least, from my, um, my own personal experience of sifting through the report that there is a desire for this to be picked up and decided upon as kind of a constitutional check against the president. So it's really interesting to me when the media kind of paints this in some sort of final you know, the end of the timeline, you know what I mean? Like, Trump posted that ridiculous Game of Thrones thing or whatever. Um, but, you know, it's like, that's not the intention of the report. And the media, I think, needs to do a better job about emphasizing that fact. So, and it's, it's just interesting. I thought that was an interesting point. If you ever want to avoid political catastrophe, you should exercise your right to vote.
1: Even and especially in the case of the upcoming USAC election here on campus. Sophia has more information and speaks to a candidate about the election.
3: There are 17 students running for USAC office this year, and thankfully, I got to sit down and speak with one of them.
4: Hi everyone, my name is Kimberly Bonifacio. I'm a third year political science major. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm currently the outreach director in the office of the internal vice president. That's why I guess my experience in that and just talking to different student groups on campus has really made a big impact on my reason as to why I'm running for your next internal vice president next year.
3: Kimberly believes she has the skills to take on the office of IVP.
4: The role of the IVP is to really facilitate a community on campus is to really make sure that student groups and student organizations are being heard and that administration as well as the USAC council is listening to the different student organizations on campus so that we are able to help them with anything that they need that could be through you know funding programming and it's just really connecting the different tools and resources that the campus provides so that students will be able to have great experience here and that they can transfer the the skills that they learn inside the classroom and outside of the classroom to the real world when they graduate.
3: Although she's uncontested, Kimberly still believes that voting is important.
4: I believe that voting is important because honestly, I, it's a privilege. Me being a permanent resident in this country, being an immigrant in this country, I do not have the right to vote. It, it is a privilege for me to be able to engage in this um, USAC election and to vote for the people who I believe truly deserves to be on the USAC table and that I know will have the passion, the drive to represent and the student needs uh, on this campus. Voting is really, really important—not just at UCLA, but also in, you know, the whole country. I mean, it's the year of midterm elections, so why not start with something small? And you know, maybe that will engage your, engage your like interest in being more politically involved for the whole year.
3: Be sure to log on to my UCLA to cast your votes this week. My name's Sophia. Now back to routine.
1: Voting for USAC starts at 7 a.m. on April 24th and ends at 3 p.m. on May 3rd, so take to the ballots. You can even listen to UCLA Radio News to stay informed as you vote. We have programming every day at 4 p.m. and, of course, a new podcast every week. Well, that's for The Weekly. Signing off, I'm Routique.